Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're live. That's it. We're live. All right. Everybody, we are back again. This time, BD is here. Matt, Matt should be popping in in a second. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're your first time here, hit the like button if you like it. Hit the like button. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you dislike it. The draft is finally fully over. We got our last two picks. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of the trenches. This is a trench draft. Versatility and the trenches. It's basically the, the name of the draft this, 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 this year, man. It's a... Uh, I mean, I feel like, <laughs> obviously, I mean, no, was there, did they draft any skill players besides running backs, right? Besides backs, yeah, no. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying, like, we, we watched all these wide receivers, did all these wide receivers, all these other things, and they just ended up drafting linemen and defense tackles and two running backs. So that's yeah. very interesting. Um. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not very familiar I mean, with, with Brown. The, I think the running backs. Yeah, the running backs getting another one in the seventh round. <laughs> that was I mean, interesting. Like, I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah, a seventh <laughs> okay. round, a seventh round back, who's has a strange athletic profile, being six one two zero eight. That's not really the size of a back. It's slimmer than a six one back tends to be. Right, a six one mm-hmm. back's like two twenty, two thirty. So yeah. he's less than 210 at 61 and then he runs a very slow 40. So yeah, it's it, usually an undersized slimmer back is like a home run threat. So yeah, strange athletic profile for that guy, who knows? Maybe it's just special teams. That's the only reason that he got brought in. Um, it could be. Could be. I mean, if he's a, he's that type of special teams player, right? Cuz I mean, I've I was a little shocked by that one. Because even if you let's see, let's see some of his stats here. Like, does he catch the football? Well, I mean, here, here it is. Here's your answer. <laughs> I just found it. So it looks like. Well, no, never mind. He only has six catches. So he doesn't catch the football either. Yeah. Who so knows? Catch the football. What about rushing? Do you rush a lot? No. He averaged six point six yards per carry though. I don't know. I have to watch this tape, dude. I don't know. He, he 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 had ten missed tackles against um Stanford his last game, but he only played six games too. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's very strange. That's a that's a weird very one. Very strange. Very strange. I, but no one. I think that's seventh round though. Seventh he's round. not on anyone's board. Okay, no one could have predicted <laughs> that. All right. I mean, wow. That's, uh, yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, how about we run through it? Here. Okay. Starting, you know, uh, starting from the beginning, going to the end. We okay. can speak briefly on all these guys. I think, uh, this being like the full draft recap show. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's fine. Right. Right. So I'm guessing you have cut on the tape for Dylan Parham at this no, point. I have not. I have not. Haven't watched it yet. Okay. Not Anything yet. else that you want to talk about with Dylan Parham? I mean, I saw um, I saw Jeff Schwartz doing a little film breakdown talking about um, Dylan Parham. thought it was interesting, kind of some, some of the things that he was saying about mm-hmm. his ability to play center and how he was really dead set. Like uh, Mitchell Schwartz was like – or uh, was it Jeff Schwartz or Mitchell Schwartz? Yeah. One of those guys. He was mm-hmm. like, uh, he's a center. It, you know, so I thought that was interesting. Because uh, that's what you were saying yesterday too. So yeah. we'll see if, if that's Andre James' uh, spot or not. But um, anything else besides like the position fit? You want to talk um, about Dylan Parham? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think he's gonna play center because even Charles Davis, um, you know, he was uh, after they drafted Munford, he talked about um, how Parham is gonna replace Andre James. So that's kind of like that's the thought process. 
Parham's playing center, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, can he play other positions? Like players get hurt. That's what I. That's what um, you know might happen too. Let's let's say why you want somebody versatile like Parham, right? Let's say one of the guards gets hurt, right? Then you could plug James in and you just move Parham over. If right? that's the best five, right, right, right. Right? Or, yeah. you know, whatever. Whatever you want to do. So, I mean, you could do things like that with Parham. Uh, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't uh, watched the tape, but, I mean, all the offensive linemen that I see or that I follow on Twitter, they love it. So I'll, I'll take what they say. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey said he thinks he's a center too, and Jason Kelsey played center. So that's how strange. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, I mean, I think now it's rare to see uh, guards who are under six two or under I'm sorry, under six three. Like mm-hmm. a six two and change guard. I think that's that's outside the norm at this yeah. point. Guard guards mm-hmm. are like six foot three, six foot four. You, you, some of the best guards are six six, you know. So yeah. um I think yeah, just his frame at this point, you got kind of get pigeonholed to being a center at six two and change. So. Exactly. 100%. Um, okay, so uh, obviously you guys did a full breakdown recap uh, on the on the last episode that aired what an hour yeah. ago, two hours ago, <laughs> right? Basically, uh, yeah. so, uh, so Marcus, you're a busy man, but uh, anything else that you want to talk to the listeners now who might just be tuning in for the first time about Zamir White? Uh, yeah, Zamir White. He is a bruiser. Right, he's not he's not gonna be the type of player that's gonna make you miss. But you know, just like we showed in the breakdown, he has pretty good vision. He does a good job of like setting up his blocks. Um, you know, he, so so he, he's a good pure runner. He's just not a great pure runner. He's not gonna make people miss in the open field. Um, and he, he likes to, he likes to punish people. I, I think that's one thing we noticed too is that he loves to punish. So I mean, he's gonna put his his pass down. He's gonna try to run people over. So he's a bruiser. He's the type of type of guy. Talk about in the cold. You know, or it's late in December. You know that you can you can ride and you could, you know, wear down on somebody. Basically, he's that type of type of back, that wear down guy, where he starts he gets better as the game goes goes along because you don't want to tackle him anymore. So, um, I mean, that's what we saw. But you know, there's, there's a lot of things that limit him, like you know, making people miss or showing a lot of like some his jump cut was a little, you know, wasn't the greatest jump cut in the world. So, but you know, as a, like a a bruiser kind of bring some punishment type of back, you know, when you really run around the football, I, I think that, you know, it, it could work there, but I, you know, I wouldn't, ex- I'm not expecting greatness in my opinion. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the way that I, I like the way that I see him run the ball. Mm-hmm. We're at, we're at Matt in right now. Um, definitely North South, definitely North South guy, right? Yeah. Zimmer, right? What you yeah, see I is mean, what we- you get. You know, he showed a little bit more than north south, I guess, a little bit more than that. But, um, I mean, mostly it's gonna be north and south, so but showed a little bit more than that than I thought. Okay, cool, Matt. Anything else that you want to add on Zamir White? We're just recapping all the first, uh, the first couple picks here. Uh, not much. I mean, Marcus and I were breaking to looking at him earlier. That was like the first time I really took a dive into it, but I mean, two running backs in the draft. I guess you guys, uh, you guys did call it there, Marcus. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be Britton Brown, though. I didn't. I didn't. As I say, I didn't even no. watch them. Man, uh, yeah. I mean, seventh round. Very strange. Yes, exactly. Yeah, seventh round. Take take the flyer. Um, he's gonna uh, be playing. He's gonna be playing the left wing on punt. <laughs> That's his job. Okay, yeah. if anything, if he makes <laughs> the, the team, the left wing, the left wing <laughs> butt guy. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Uh, so so who, okay so white which you know i thought i think white shocked a lot of fans but you know and i you know how i feel about that i probably thought they should have took spiller instead but they like white that's what they, they wanted to do and uh he fits their profile the 511 215 back so that's what they like yeah because even this guy even Britton brown's a little close man he's six foot 208 he's close put seven pounds on <laughs> yeah, two fifteen, bro. He's there, right? So <laughs> you might have lost weight at the combine. We don't know. He might be two fifteen the whole time at uh at UCLA or something. So, but that was it. I love I love seeing the guys who lose weight for the combine in the hopes that they're going to run fast and they still have a slow time. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to um, Neil Farrell. Okay, did you guys talk about him on the last show? Yes, we did. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I, well, I, I just jumped into his tape 
as soon as we uh, found out there. So, um, I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm like shocked that he's available in round four. I'm not sure what the issues could be. Maybe it's a medical. Uh, the reason why he might have dropped there, because this is this is low key a dominant player. I mean, uh, I'm I'm gonna do for you know for the premium subscribers. I'm just gonna go through the entire Alabama game. It's you're gonna be hard pressed to find bad reps in that that game. He was a he was just an absolute wrecking ball uh, against Alabama. Uh, so I was like, okay, this, that was the first one I watched. Then I yeah. watched UCLA and uh, I watched uh, Ole Miss and same same exact stuff. So I'm super excited about Neil Farrell. Just his his core strength, the way he twists and just throws people like other 300 plus pound guys. He's just throwing them, uh, tossing them to the side. Incredible core strength. Um, I think, uh, I think his pad level is something that can, he can work on. That's like super fixable. If like yeah. pad level is like the only thing that you could say really bad about a player, come on. <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I, I like Farrell cause mostly, you know, the UCLA game, I thought he dominated too. I, I thought he was just kind of unblockable, especially because of run, man. That's, that's what I'm saying. He has upside with pass rush, right. That you like. From a nose tackle, um, but I mean against against the run, man, he's day one. It's like day one. I, I think he'd be he's gonna be a good run defender. And that's so. I mean, there might be a battle for him and Hankins to to play. You know, I I, I think that might actually happen because seriously, I think day one. He's a young Hankins. He's yeah. a young Jonathan. Yeah, that was that was a Matt's comp actually. There that was my comp like a while back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. He's a force. Like like I said, I think he like. Like I kind of said yesterday, he can do both against the run. He can, has the get off to uh, to one gap and penetrate, and then he has the strength to hold up on as a two gap or two, which he's gonna like. Um, I mean, everything that you guys said upside is pass rush. I think the biggest reason BD why he slid is we we're talking about this before. He's gonna be a twenty four year old rookie. He did twenty. Oh, he's well. twenty four. Oh, that's yeah. Right. That's well, he'll be twenty four in uh, September, September 9th. So he'll and he didn't test well. Yeah, he did two not. tough combos. So I think it's like that's the biggest thing is how high is his ceiling? Is it you know mm-hmm. right. what, what you see is what you get. You don't know how much more you're gonna get past him, especially I, on a second contract. I, so yeah. I, say, I say yeah, that when a guy has great technique, right? But there's definitely a lot to improve there here. So mm-hmm. he can still keep on getting better as a football player, even if maybe the athleticism isn't uh isn't gonna improve or or you know, maybe not be to the, to the, but at that point, we're right. talking about the interior. We're talking about strength more than yeah. someone who's like shifty and everything. Because the other guy, Matthew Butler, is definitely more athletic, yeah, but not nearly as effective. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so that that that's the difference there. One thing I will say that I thought was interesting, watching, going from watching Neil Farrell and then watching Matthew Butler, so many of their plays, they're getting penetration, they're just shooting the gaps. And they're bub- bubbling the runner and stuff like that. That's really only, the only thing that Matthew Butler does good. Neil Farrell does that and quite a few yeah. other things really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing that consistently in all of these tapes that I'm watching, um, it's going to be interesting to see if maybe that's the type of defensive line they uh, strategy like against the run that Patrick Graham employs this year because that's yeah. not what he's been his entire career as an NFL uh, defensive coordinator. So uh, yeah. I'm interested to see maybe this signal some kind of sea change there. Yeah. Well, I do feel like the, it's, it is kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of their free agency, though, was like the other way around. Like a lot of guys that were like a little bit sturdier, not like a guy like Andrew Billings. I feel like even Vernon Butler's like that a little bit too. Hankins, we, as we know too. So, right. Interesting. So, two different chi- tide shifts a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and I don't like the the free agents that the Raiders signed on the defensive line. So I'm mm-hmm. very, I'm like, I'm relieved that Neil Farrell is <laughs> added to the group for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry, so, we, we so, okay. Yeah. Around. I talked about, uh, I talked about Matthew Butler a little bit. I know that you guys reacted to it um, yeah, before. Bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got some work to do. Definitely like all over the place. He to me he looks like I need to do some research. He looks like a guy who played end all of high school, and then in, in the beginning of college, and then all of a sudden you know he's two hundred ninety pounds, and they're like, okay, you have to play on the interior now. That's what because he looks a lot more comfortable 
when he's like stunting around the edge and just kind of like working yeah. out on the outside of a rush, he looks a lot more comfortable than, than on the inside. So um, maybe it's all up, uphill from here for him. Definitely, regardless, technique is everywhere. It's just like a, a pad level is up and down. Just the things that he's doing, he's just um, reacting very late out there. So um, the one thing I will say is he's a three technique. And he's going to be a gap penetrator. What's up, Matt? I was just going to say, I pulled up his 24-7 profile from his recruiting. He was 6'4", 280 at defensive tackle in high school. So he's been only put on about 15, 20 pounds. Yeah, so on the inside. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So, um, But the other thing I will say about him is he offers a little bit of versatility as far as he could play perhaps five technique, odd front, type of defensive uh, lineman and then also play three technique as well, uh, maybe in pass rush situations. So I think that he offers some flexibility there, um, which is probably one reason why he was on Patrick Graham's board. Yeah, I saw a lot of the same thing. Like, but as soon as you said the five tech, like that was, a, the, I feel like that's like about as wide as you can play him, which, you know, like yeah. you said, in an odd front, if you're going to run a little more, more three, four, pretty good guy to have the guy that can play over the tackle or over the guard is a bonus. And with his get off and athleticism, he has the bend to do it too. He can brush for a little bit from a five technique. Wouldn't go much wider than that, but he's not a. He's definitely not stiff out there. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, not not stiff and not stiff. great. Both of these guys, Neil Farrell and um, uh, this guy we're talking about right here, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. Matthew, Matthew Butler. Butler. Matthew Butler. Matthew Butler. Okay, like consistently across their tapes. If you pause the frame right as the quarterback uh, is getting the snap, they're the first ones out of their stance. They're always beating their teammates off the ball. They have great get off. So that must be a, a, a huge emphasis for these guys. Can mm-hmm. uh, you know being able to see that? Um, but yeah, other than other than having some plays where he just bubbles the running back and makes a tackle for a loss. I'm not seeing like too much where it's like, okay, this can work right now. He doesn't have to get better. This can, this is what he can lean his hat on in the NFL. I'm not seeing uh, a clear path to that as clear as I was for Neil Farrell. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. All right, before we get to the seventh round, guys, let's see if you got any questions in here. Um, what's this one? Do we try and trade Kenyon Drake for Kadarius Tony? I mean, I've been clear for John Ross. We have seven backs, so let's. Uh, they're going to sign Britain to practice squad. Yeah, they have a lot of running backs. They do, but one thing that's missing from this team, you know, they're not at ninety players yet. They're still not at, not at ninety players. I don't. They got to fill out this roster still. I don't know because they, they were at like sixty nine before the draft. So, what do they add? Like five players? They still got sixteen players to add to go into training camp. So, I, I, maybe I'm wrong on that. I could be. If I am, let me know. But I still don't feel like they're not at 90 yet. They're not at 90, a full 90 roster. So there's a lot of things to fill out. And a lot of these guys aren't going to make the team. So, um, you know, I, I think that's to put, be put in perspective, too. It's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, because Matthew Butler, I mean, if he comes out and doesn't have a good training camp or something, he's a fifth-round pick. He can get cut. You know, it's not – that wouldn't be crazy. Um, but, you know, especially the seventh-round guys, too. You take seven guys in the seventh round – it's a good chance they might be cut anyways because that's like the undrafted free agent range. You know, most players yeah. don't want to be drafted in the seventh round. They want to be able yeah, to pick where they go at that point. So, yeah, I feel like the, it's like the day three guys, like usually around four, you're pretty safe for at least year one. But after that, like fifth round and beyond, like you're on the bubble. You, you can get yeah. cut. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's wrong with Carson Strong? He was my favorite QB this year. The Rays need to get him and have him sit behind the DC. He has the worst knee that I've ever seen. So that knee is just. Be, or, uh, Marcus, remember when we w- were watching him in the, at the Senior Bowl and he uh, took forever? To, he took like five seconds to climb the pocket. Climb the pocket. It was like in slow motion. Like, oh man, that knee's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that has to be a bad medical man. Because it, I think I think a lot of these guys that people were talking about and they're they're still available. It has to be medical with them you know it has to be because um i mean carson strong even on tape from his junior year to this year he's a totally different player so that knee must be just bad bad like, what yeah. he he heard it in high school right and then yeah. did he get and he messed it up again at nevada yeah mm-hmm. what year did again. he mess it up in nevada uh, i think it was like the, I, i'm not 100 sure on that but i think 
because his junior year he wasn't wearing that brace. Yeah, that that was like the weird thing is like I don't I can't remember when he had the injury, but I feel like it it wasn't this year, and he's still like like I don't know why it's like not getting better. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, so something happened because yeah. because I'm saying his junior year he didn't wear a brace, and this year he wore a brace, and we're not talking about like when did he get hurt? And see, that's there you go. Because like maybe something's like really really bad. He there. got it hurt in like spring ball or something like that, and just maybe never got it fixed or. Didn't have the time to get healed or something like that? I don't know, man. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's why he fell. He's I just... mean, he's a guy, though, like, now that, it, like, the draft's over, right? Did he, yeah. I don't know, I'm assuming he didn't get picked? He's yeah, a, he didn't get picked. The over. He didn't get picked. So, I mean, he's a guy. If he, if he wants to come sit, give him a shot for an undrafted I, I, why not? Yeah. I mean, I broke him down. I did a breakdown for us. Um, uh, you know, I did a breakdown. For us, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. But yeah. even if you go he, watch my he breakdown, he doesn't have to tell. leave the state. He doesn't have to yeah. leave the state. And, just, and, uh, and you know, you watch my breakdown. You can you can see the knee, guys. It's just, he look it looks terrible. But there's some yeah. great throws. He does have some great throws, man. He's a Vallejo even kid the Effect is his mechanics. That's the thing. Yeah. Like he, he's he's he won't step. He won't even like you know step into his throws really. So he tries he tries to like. It's, it's it's hard. I can't. I have to show you. I'm not gonna stand up. Yeah. So, no. but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, it messes up his mechanics too. So it's it's a lot of everything. But I wouldn't mind. Sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I, mean, I, I would prefer EJ Perry, but that's just that's just me. But <laughs> <laughs> I think EJ Perry went undrafted too, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Of course, he did. Um, <laughs> a couple other guys. <laughs> Verone McKinley. Okay. I thought well, that everyone was talking about him. I mean, uh, he was like in Bucky Brooks' top five, right? Safeties. It must be a medical there, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I watched one game. The one game, I think that was on Caddies at the time, and he wasn't mm-hmm. targeted the entire game. He was just running around right. in space. So I didn't have a good like indication of like how good the player was just from that one tape that I watched. I don't know, Mark, uh, Matt, if you watch Oregon a little close, closer and have, like, no, no, know about him. Uh, not closely enough. I know, like, I remember at the Senior Bowl, he was, like, a late ad struggle a little bit there. But I think he's a little bit smaller undersized, and I don't think he's great in man coverage, which kind of struggles as, as a safety especially. Uh, let me ask you this, BD. What do you think of Mario Goodrich not getting drafted? Yeah. I think that must be medical, too. It has to be medical because he's not far off of – what the caliber of prospect Trayvon Mullen was coming out. He's not far yeah. off. I, I thought maybe like third or fourth round corner. I thought he was super competitive, um, especially like down the field. Like he wasn't getting beat. You know, I mean, we saw guys, I, I did breakdowns, Kalon Barnes getting posterized left and right. Marcus Jones getting posterized left and right. You don't see that from Mario Goodrich. So I think it must be a medical for him. I, I'm surprised he's undrafted. Yeah, he had a yeah. medical that caused him to sit out of uh, all the testing, like pro day oh, and that, combine. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, and he, ju- I saw, I looked it up when we were at it, and he like just got cleared. So that's probably you're probably right. Like it's probably something like that. But I mean, I, I was saying before, I mean, him yeah. and Andrew Booth were the two uh, first team All ACC cornerbacks last year. So I mean, yeah, another guy, undrafted free agent worth taking a kick. The, the Eagles got him. The Eagles swooped. He probably got swooped up super quick. Good rich Eagles got him. Yeah, they got Eagles got him. Yeah, I mean everyone uh, brought him in for that top thirty. Why? Because they want to see what the medicals were all about. That's why they brought him in. For Former that edge Zach Van Volkenberg, and then we got a tackle Bam Olasini signing with the Raiders. How many tackles are they going to take here? Well, that's what I'm saying. They got to fill out this roster. They really don't have enough players. You know what I mean? They got to fill out the roster. That's that's my thing. So that's why I think they're going to still do some signings. I mean, there's a chance. You know, I, I know I know people want Tyron Matthew because we don't we, we hate Jonathan Abram. We want to get rid of him and kick him out. I know, but uh, <laughs> it's it's true. That's why that's why people are mad at being drafted safety. People people want it. They want Abram gone. <laughs> so there's a movement for that. So I know you know you know Abram's an interesting guy because. You talk because BD talked about this earlier. You talk about the intangibles with like safeties and stuff like that, the importance of that. And that's really like what Abram, how Abram is sticking around for anything and why he's still starting is because he's such a leader. And 
you know, Patrick Graham can get in there. He could just like gravitate and just feel that charisma. And you're like, you know what? I could do something. I could turn this into bro. You know, and then you start th- you start thinking what the things you could maybe do with them. And yeah, such a damn leader. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely think there's an element of juice that he brought to the defense. Him and Perryman, they were like yeah. the Bash Brothers on the back end. Okay, they were stirring the pot there. So oh, they're getting Chase Gar. I'm sorry, I was, I mean, they got Chase Garbers. They just fooled all of us. Cal quarterback. Did you watch him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Chase Carver's play, but I'm, I didn't nice. watch Chase Carver's. No, I didn't. <laughs> I watched him play a, a, a good amount of Cal. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get it. Undrafted free agent, though, you know. Come for a trial. I mean, We're good. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Chase. Man, there's the fifty percent. I mean, Tuck Tuck is on it, man. He's he's on it. <laughs> Let's do it, Tuck Tuck. I like it. Yeah. Tech, tech. Former Missouri Western, uh, Sam Webb. Okay. Uh, right. Who do we get? JoJo? Who's jo- uh, JoJo Dorman, the uh, Nebraska? Oh, they signed him too. No, I, I, is that who you're talking about? Uh, oh, must be. Oh, I don't know. So let me see. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, let's get back to the Raiders draft picks here. This last two we got to talk about. Mumford. Thire Mumford was drafted. Um, which I've heard of him and I thought he was a better player. But I think I think I think I heard of him as a tackle before. And there was like a lot of buzz about him being a tackle coming into this year. But he played guard and then he didn't play Yeah. Him. Well he he had a really good year. No, I, I thought the thing that I didn't get is he had a really good year his last year at tackle. Like he only gave up like three pressures and not one of them and all of them were hurries at left mm-hmm. tackle. Like mm-hmm. graded out well for PFF. Like I don't know. And then they slid him inside and put Petit Faria over there at left this past year. So, but it wasn't I mean, he's what wasn't wasn't. But they I, played together the year before. Like wasn't on the right. Yeah, I don't. Wait, let me see. Was was Faria playing right? Maybe. Yeah, and then yeah, I don't know. Left. Maybe somebody got hurt. I don't know. You know, you know. How yeah, it was hurts. something weird. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think he doesn't have great feet. Was the problem? I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, but well, like, I mean, go, go, go look at his athletic profile. <laughs> go look at that. Let's see. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, he's he's basically Orlando Brown. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, so he's a uh, he ran like a five three nine. He has a twenty two inch vertical leap. Nice. That's like worse than Orlando Brown. That's yeah, worse than Orlando Brown. That's, that's like the average man. <laughs> if, I, if I saw an average dude, hey, jump, man, do a vertical leap. He's going to jump 22 inches. How many did he get on the bench press? Huh? Oh, he asked to be moved to guard? Oh, wow. Damn, that's pretty bad when you know your feet are that bad. I only gave up three pressures, but I got fucking lucky. <laughs> I like that, bro. Like that's self awareness. I like that. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> this isn't gonna work forever. So <laughs> let me move inside. But he was worse inside, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he should have stayed. <laughs> well, I mean, he's learning a new position. Yeah, he's learning yeah, a new he position. Probably, he probably knew that in the NFL, he probably wasn't gonna play tackle. He's too, he's too, you know, he's too slow. Not very athletic. Doesn't have that athletic. Oh, he said it on. He said it on his presser. Okay, so he's doing his presser right now, but. uh that's interesting. So, I mean, versatility again is the word of the draft. I feel like versatility. Yeah. You know, what can you do for us at the offensive line position? So, he could play guard. He could play tackle. I feel like they might try him at tackle because I think that would be the smarter thing to do, in my opinion. Is like you kind of want to, like, what is he really good at? Right? Is he good at guard? He's better at tackle. Maybe we should try I mean, him at tackle. Right? And that's what you get with the guy in the seventh round, right? You want a guy that like. If the if someone else goes down, like that's the that's the range you're looking for right there. If someone else goes down, who can I rely on? And it doesn't have to be like they can be a Swiss Army knife. They don't have to be like a, a superstar at one spot. They can if they can play all four or whatever, four out of five, then you're you're good to go in case somebody goes down. You can be that six, seven tackle like David Sharp was a few years ago, the guy from Florida. For them. Okay. Yeah. 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 He said he wanted to show coaches his versatility. Interesting. Well, you feel the seventh round, Mumford. You probably were like a first. You would have like third or something. Man, you're awesome at tackle. That's what. That's what. When I saw that name pop up, I was like, I, I heard of him before. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, because he was such a good tackle the year before. I even watched him. 
I even because you know you know I watched Justin Fields like crazy because a huge Justin Fields fan who's now scared me from mm-hmm. all young quarterbacks. But um, I, I Mumford was pretty, was damn good. So I, I want to now I'm interested. I want to go watch him at guard. But to me, I would try him at tackle just because you know Orlando Brown. That was his thing. Like how terrible you know does he have to move inside? How, how awful is he? But you you put him out there at left tackle. He did okay. I mean, that's probably just more his natural position. Yeah. Uh, one thing I one thing I want to say is, um, at six five, three hundred thirty pounds, right? He's actually very similar in stature, at least, to Denzel Good, who mm-hmm. has a little bit of that versatility, right? Um, and then also the are. I mean, the wingspan is over seven feet, legitimately over seven foot wingspan, thirty five inch arms. You could you. I, even if it's just tools, you know, you maybe there's an offensive line coach in America who's like, hey, this could be able to work at tackle, you know. So you're saying Tom Cable took him in the second round. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, so shouldn't they try him at tackle? I would try him at tackle first. They're going to cross train him. as well. They're yeah. going to cross train him. They're cross train him. But it's interesting. Um, pick, but also tells me they're good. I, you know, when you run a five three and you jump twenty two inches off the ground, Matt, that means what gap? We're running some gap. We're running. Some gap. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, one of the main things I learned from this draft is like, oh, we're not running. This is a so wow. Okay, they are running gap. They are we're running, running gap. gap. We're run, I mean, which is Erhard Perkins? Erhard Perkins is a gap. You know, um, I, I got that playbook. There's no, there's not, there's just rare, rare outside zone in that playbook, like rare. You know, most of it's pulling yeah. different types of counters, different types of power looks, different pullings, different types of, uh, you know, gap runs. It's a gap system, naturally. So, yeah, yeah it makes sense to me. Yep, yep, yep. And All then right, um, the last guy is who I really have no idea about. But we could try to figure it out here. Uh, <laughs> I'll look this up. Hold on. All right. I, I, I had the PFF pulled up too a little bit. I, I mean, maybe they just watched the Stanford game because he had 29 carries for 219 yards. He like a Latavius Murray type of guy or something? Well, Latavius Murray had a fast 40, though. Yeah, but like the only game that he got more than 20 carries, he had 219 yards and he had 10 missed tackles. And he had 10, 10 runs of eight yards of more. Wow. Well, he was listed. He was listed at two hundred five at UCLA, so that is his weight. Matt, Matt are you yeah. looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Look, the yards per contact three point nine last year, uh, three point seven nine the year before. That's our yards per carry after contact. Well, you see the gap, right? The hell, there's yeah. look at that. The gap. Gap. Yeah, seen. I didn't even get that far. Forty six yep. to thirty six. Yep, a nice solid seventy five percent ratio. Oh, really? Yeah. Gaps. Gap. Run gap runner, another gap runner, another gap runner, <laughs> and Chip and Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly is the king of the zone, and this oh, guy's running transfer. Oh yeah, he's a Duke. Tra- yeah, he Duke transfer. Where and at Duke they ran. Oh yeah, he, well they ran zone at Duke. You know that's probably why so. he transferred. <laughs> yeah, maybe because <laughs> because he did go from four yards per carry to six. Yeah, and he had his most attempts as a freshman at Duke. Hmm. Wow. 131 hmm. dipped every year after there. I gotta watch the Stanford game, bro. Because I mean, well, I mean, that's the thing. Chip Kelly doesn't run much gapping. I mean, he he'll run counters and things like that, but he's predominantly he's a changed zone guy. at UCLA. Now he's now he's run so much gap at UCLA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's run a different offense than when he ran at Oregon a little bit. His um. All I know is that there's tons of misdirection in his offense, yeah. and it's like it's so frustrating to watch. Like as a defensive minded guy, I'm, I'm just like, this is such a so cheap. Like, come on, what is this? <laughs> what is this garbage? Uh, so, Brenton Brown again. Some someone said on here. Uh, sorry, I should shout you out. Uh, I saw the comment scroll by that he has great uh, ten yard, ten yard burst. Yeah, or where they, they you know the first ten yard split. So that falls in line kind of with what. You were saying that their thresholds are. Um, it's not about having a fast forty. It's about being more explosive. You know, with that first step, I guess. 
Um, so do are do we think that this is a potential guy who's going to carry the rock for the Raiders? I here? don't. I don't think so. Right? I don't know. I guess it depends on what he does in training camp. I guess because you know, did he was he not a combine invite? Is that why I can't find him? No, he, I found it. His someone was saying he had a one six nine ten yard split. Yeah, that's not that's, it. Uh, that's this not good. Weird, this, saying, yeah. this is a weird draft pick. He had a four. He had a four eight one RAS score. Surprise! It was that high. Yeah, yeah. We, we gotta ask him. What's the vision with this one? But this is a pro day only. This is pro day only. Maybe because he's not which, in. Um... Which is even worse, actually. <laughs> yeah, like usually, usually those numbers a little bit higher. The most interesting thing to me too about this is like he has no catches. Like you know what I mean? Like he has six catches. Two guys that. Don't two guys that McDaniel's drafter that don't uh, impact or don't catch the ball. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, backs who just catch the ball are undrafted free agents. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I you can find those guys. You can find those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At this rate, they're going to sign two of them. So, yeah, for uh, sure. Man, this love for running backs that Josh McDaniels has. I didn't, I didn't know that. But, he wants man, to be. Uh, Air Herbert Brickens version of Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> so, is that what it is? Uh, not bad. I still think they're gonna pass a lot. I still think they're just messing with us. So they're gonna come out and just pass because I don't. I don't see. I don't see why they would. So, but Britton Brown is is old too. He was a six year guy. COVID eligible. Oh wow, he's old too. Mm-hmm. Man, thank God mm-hmm. this is seventh. See, see, doesn't this feel better? This is the seventh round guy. I feel like this feels a lot better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, this is an interesting a, one. It's not us doing Tanner Muse. <laughs> it could have been Tanner Muse, right in the third. That's, that's kind of when I when I think about it. Like, oh man, this is crazy. But it, Tanner, we we've come from Tanner Muse in the third round. So it was only up from there. It was only <laughs> so it only get better from there. So yeah, yeah. This is true. I guess if that's how (laughs) you want to look at it, it it only gets better than Tanner Muse. So he says a hard runner, not a dancer. He's going to put his head down and get tough yards. You know? Got to get figured in 208 then. Yeah. I bet bet he – there's no way he was 208 running like that. I bet he tried to lose weight for the combine, I bet, or pro day or whatever. I wonder what his playing weight was. He's listed at two o as two o five at UCLA. Oh, really? On their website, yeah. I thought he I thought he would have maybe uh, dropped weight to try to run fast, but no. Those three pounds, those three extra pounds, made him run pretty slow there. But uh, I don't know. You know, a lot of times too with with these uh, with these pro days, you see a bad pro day. Yeah, and it's an injury. You know, they have a they have a hamstring and they try to run through it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. It could be that. Uh, BD got a question. Do you think Dave Zier was signed Veron McKinley the third? Again, um, just to reiterate, I, the only tape that I watched of his, he wasn't targeted. He was just running around in space by himself the entire game. So I have no like, real cl- clue other than yeah, he looks good in the back battle and uh, of like the type of player Veron McKinley is. I've heard that he's supposed to be really good. He's like listed in a lot of people's like top tens and some people's mm-hmm. top five safeties yeah. available. Yeah. So don't know what the deal is. Um, Matt, uh, Matt said before, if you want to just reiterate to late the late add to the senior bowl thing, because he didn't look too hot there either. Yeah, he had a, he had a rough for day one, rough day one. Like, but again, he kind of came into it like I, I think. Or sorry, he had a rough day one, which is day two for everybody else, and he like had to fly in, so not not the ideal circumstance. I think he's smaller, if I remember correctly, uh, and I mean just not that great in man coverage, which mm-hmm. is becoming more and more important at the safety position in, in the NFL. So, I mean, he's he, again, he's a guy that I think it's worth it. He's got the, I think he's got the speed. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe he did not test well. I can't say I followed him. I know I'm an Oregon fan, but I'm, a, I'm been a bad one the last few years. Five ten. 200, um, not a great wingspan, not a great arm length, 35-inch vert, 120-inch broad jump. Those are both like 45, yeah, he tested 45th percentile. T- t- yeah, tested terribly. Yeah. 
two four RAS score. That's why. There you go. What's up with Justin Ross? He's got a back. Remember, he's got a neck. Spine, yeah. He, he messed spine. up his spine, and uh, uh, he missed his whole like. Well, because he was supposed to be one of the top receivers last year. He was supposed last to be like year. A, yeah, yeah, like a first, second round guy last year, and then he, uh, like in spring practice, hurt his spine, mm-hmm. and Matt had missed all the year, and then this year at Clemson, like I'm sure, part of it he didn't play that well, but Clemson offensively just had a, a huge struggle. DJ Lugley wasn't uh wasn't what they thought hoped it was, and yeah, all that good stuff, and then he wasn't like overly impressive as a at the combine or athletically or anything like testing like that. Just a lot of things working against him, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you got a you go you get a bad combine and you have a bad neck, like a, a neck injury. You know, yeah. it's because even like look at DK Metcalf, he had the neck, but he had an incredible combine. Mm-hmm. You know, but even then, people still like he still fell a little bit. Like people were yeah. thinking he was going to go a lot earlier than he did. So, yeah, I mean, those two things combined for sure with Justin Ross, we haven't really seen him be the player that he was his freshman year, and it was yeah. you know mostly due to the injury, obviously. I think this is a good question. What do y'all think about zero guys in the back seven being drafted? Shocked. I, I think it just says, it, to me, here's what it says. It, unlike Gus Bradley, who likes veterans in his front seven and then rookies in his back seven because they play so simple of a coverage plan, I think it kind of signals Pedro Graham, like, we're not doing the simple coverage plan anymore. We don't need rookies back there. We need veterans who can actually mm-hmm. execute what we're going to do. Uh, so I think that that is a good indication, you know, just like the safety position is going to be so complex that maybe they didn't think any of the rookies that were there could pull it off as a rookie, you know? So uh, I think that that's kind of what it means. Uh, and then, you know, having the, the young fresh legs on the defensive interior to, you know, get after the passer a little bit uh, alongside the defensive ends. I think that, you know, you can maybe slot those guys in a little easier and just have have them have a much more limited um, package because on the defensive line you can rotate a group in. You're like, oh, I have this group in. These are the calls I want to call, right? You you can do that. You can hide a guy, but a, a guy in the secondary you can't really hide him. Yeah. You can manufacture okay. pass uh, rush. You can't manufacture coverage, or you can try, but it's harder. harder. Exactly. A lot exactly. harder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Marquis Ball, but I know he, he got just he got picked up by the. Um, Cowboys right now. Cowboys got him. Yeah. This this, oh, this guy really, he this guy really wanted Daniel Falele. He was he was he's a fan. He's upset about it. Yeah, man. Upset. I mean the whole draft is lame. I mean Falele, like I I heard DJ break him down. I feel like he did a really good job. Like I feel like and part of it was he's so big that when he gets in his pass sets and when he that he's worried about like getting back there that he'll overset and then he doesn't have the change of direction to correct himself and gets destroyed on inside counter moves. So that's what we just saw like all week at the, at the senior bowl. It yeah. was legitimately like I could predict it like inside, like once those defensive ends figured it out, there was like five in a row that just just baited him up the field for their first three steps and went right inside. And he let him get in every single yeah. time. Cause he couldn't move his feet. I mean, it's, it's a guy that like it, it's funny. I feel like his his weight and his trajectory is really similar to to Trent Brown's. Where I'm not, I don't know if it's like a just his like genetic makeup, but like he was up to 400, then kind of came back down. Then at the combine was that back or the senior bowl was back up to 387, then got back up to 390. So he kind of just seems like he fluctuates so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that you know needs to drop down to 360 or 340 or whatever, and he'll still be fine. But maybe yeah. he's, maybe that's just not in his uh, genetic makeup. Yeah, 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 he just he just he was he was he was a really big guy the way. The the difference yeah. the difference though is Trent Brown was not three eighty coming out. Okay, yeah, true. So <laughs> true. he he got there after he got some NFL money. Okay, look at yeah. rookie rookie Trent Brown is like sprinting down the field, blocking down the field. It's not the same guy we knew. Okay, so yeah. Falele already being like that. This look, he, he you know he likes to eat. Okay, and you know that he's gonna put keep that weight on. All right, um, to my to my Samoan brothers, my uh, Tongan brothers out there. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, you get you give this guy some money, he's gonna be out there four sixty in, in, in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh man, but Trip Brown, Trip Brown, Trip Brown, Trip Brown got big with the Raiders. I didn't even remember him being that fat, and then he, you know, he just got fat with the Raiders in Las Vegas. Yeah, in the buffets. It's um, a buffets. That must be what it was. <laughs> in the buffets, bro. That's so funny. All right. Uh, what else we got here, man? Any any other fast guys or anything else? <laughs> any other players? I don't know. Like you know, we got this. Uh, I mean, Chase, Chase Carver's man. Chris Strong got picked up by the Eagles. Makes sense. Wow. So two guys we were just talking about as free agents got bulked up, picked up by the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Goodrich and uh and Strong. Oh uh, here, here, guys. I got a question for you. Okay, okay. Hold on. I, I like okay, how everyone thinks Jacobs is getting cut or traded next year, but not Kenyon Drake. Exactly. That's actually a good question. Because I still think Kenyon Drake is still there just to teach the language. Uh well, I mean. Jacobs can't get traded next year. They didn't. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. Oh yeah, that's true. Huh? Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not getting traded. Obviously, they're, they're, just, gonna... they're basically. I, I think they're gonna do Jacobs. I mean, I don't know how much white we're gonna see this year, but they might give Jacobs just the ball. Just like here we go. Yeah, let's let's wear you out. Let's wear you out exactly, for sure. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think I think both guys aren't under contract next year. So I don't. Are people talking about I, them getting traded I don't next think year? Drake, I, I see, see Drake. Yeah, I just Drake don't know a two-year deal. Yeah, he can't block, right? So he says he can't block unless they get to play him at wide receiver and run the ball with him. I don't know what their plan is, even though he is a good gap runner. That's what he does well. He's yeah, a good gap. That's runner. what he wants to do. He wants to hit it and go. Yeah, he's a gap runner. Like that's what he naturally does, and that's why he was good at at, uh, at um in Arizona because they, they ran a, a ton of gap. And yeah. they came over here and they tried to run the outside zone with him and stuff like that. And it didn't work. So yeah. now he's back, you know, running gap. And he, you know, he played in the system. He ran all the wheels and did all that stuff they like to do in the system. Um, he just, he just can't block. He can't block worth nothing, man. So I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> this. I mean, do you, think, you think they could try it even after restructuring his contract, you think they would uh, try and move him and see if they can get like picks next year or something? Or yeah, I think they could. I think they could try to move him. I think they could move Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Coming, off a, coming off an injury the last year, I doubt it. Yeah. It'd be tough. Like a seventh rounder or something like that. Like, old running backs have no trade value. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. That's true. That's the problem. So, I guess to answer the question, that would be that would be why. is Old, run, old running backs don't have trade value, but a young one on a – on a, a last year of a rookie deal. Oh, on a yeah, on a rookie yeah. deal, would that's be, more valuable. Would fetch you more, full yeah. more in return. Oh, and if they're going to go by committee, I mean, then who cares? Right? Yeah. So you had a uh, question. Not yeah. saying they're not saying they'll trade Jacobs, but it, as far as why the discussion is going. Yeah. So yeah, uh, each of you guys, uh, real quick, who's your favorite picks so far that the Raiders made? Uh, mine's Farrell for sure. I feel like we're all going to say the same. I'll go, I'll go Matthew Butler just to, just to change it up. Uh, I mean, another guy that just a lot of potential, like BD, you were talking about. If he can clean up his technique, I think he can be really really good penetrator. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously right. Farrell for me. That's like <laughs> I was like watching this. Like, wait a minute, what? This this guy is still here. Oh man! Wow. Yeah. Did he? Did he like pull out a gun at a school or something like that? Like, why is he still available? Yeah, I might have done some fist pumps around the house. So I'm not going to confirm that or not, but I might have <laughs> done a couple fist pumps. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was we, I was hyped with that when I saw that. I was like, we Whoa. got we got a good one for sure. Yeah, that's he's he's good, bro. That that's a good player. I, I, I that's what I'm saying. I think he's the 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 impact rookie that's gonna make some impact plays, you know, because even let's say Hankins goes down or something like that, he starts playing full time. I think we're going to see a lot of his talent grow. And man, just like, I think, because who knows, maybe, maybe in a couple of years, man, he actually becomes a good pass rusher because he has that, you know, that get off and he has the hands and the quickness that you like to see when you have that get off that maybe he can develop into that later on. So it's, it, there's a chance, I think, something I noticed with Butler and O'Farrell. And I'm going to talk about this too, just uh, to everyone who's listening, 286 people uh, in here watching. We're going to do a Neil Farrell breakdown. It's going to be a quick one. It's going to be a short one. Uh, I'll probably have this posted maybe tonight, tomorrow morning. I'll get that up. And then um, I'll do a full, like a longer breakdown for our premium uh, premium audience as well. 
Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, one thing I will say about, uh, you know, just like Neil Farrell, his ability to get into the backfield and that get off, I think may, it created some quick pressure opportunities, right? And Butler also had the quick pressure, like, you know, at times. And I think that's really what they want. They want to get these quarterbacks off their spot into the clutches of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones out there. You know, they want guys who can, you know, just like real quick, oh, quarterback has to bail at the back of the pocket all of a sudden, and, and then Max Crosby's all over him, right? So these guys, I, I don't think when we talk about pass rush for these defensive tackles, throw the st- the sacks out and everything like that, they're going to get pressures. The defensive ends are going to get the sacks. Mm-hmm. And to your point, BD, both these dudes are going to be able to make plays with just their get off alone. Like they're going right. to be able to time up the snap every, you know, those one or two plays a game where you can just kind of like beat, basically just beat the offensive lineman off the ball and play. They did, they both did that a lot at college. So, yeah, right. Yeah. OBJ. Is OBJ still free? Mm-hmm. That's too many weapons. Man. Yeah, he is. That's way too many targets. I mean, <laughs> you got you got to get Waller. You got to get Waller and Adams the ball first. Then you got to get rid of some targets. We got OG. That's too many. Yeah, no. Let's read no. a pass. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what the Chiefs do, I guess. I but then they have teams dropping eight on you in the Super Bowl. It, it's just you can. All right, uh, I think we're good, guys. I think we're good. Yeah, that's Farrell a- did have twenty four pressures too. I remember that. That was a good point. Just for that. He did have 24 pressures. Yes, five. and I, it's not shocking to see that number when you watch the tape, okay? <laughs> so I'm saying he, he has some uh, – He's living he some, in the backfield, okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that career? Oh, that's career. I don't know, whatever. It's yeah, career. career. Yeah, that's, yeah, 24 <laughs> career pressures for a defensive title is pretty darn good. good. All right, guys. Uh, I think we're good, man. Yeah, that's minutes. it. We're good. Like I said, we appreciate all you guys coming for the for the for the weekend. We had a lot of listeners, especially for my four hour one. Um, you know, I might do that more often. Maybe it depends how I'm feeling on a Saturday. I don't know. Maybe who knows? But uh, really enjoyed everything this weekend. Appreciate you guys all listening. You guys already know. Do subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Follow us on on Twitter at mholder95 at bdwilliams18 at the Mark John NFL. Um, you know, we're gonna keep giving you guys this cool content. Um, Check go go to the uh, Silver and Black Pride podcast. You can hear the Darren Waller interview there. Um, check that out. You know, uh, I, it was it was rushed, but got some good information in there about like him playing the slot and some of the new routes he's going to be running. So go check that out if you haven't heard it. And uh, anything else? You guys got anything else to say? Is it Raider Nation? Be cool. All right, guys. That's it. All right.